0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.
1: It's Thursday, May 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The United States Space Force is finding its footing only a few years after it was created. Many are excited to be part of the country's newest military service.
0: I was thinking, you know, I'm going to spend my pilot career just waiting to get back into the space industry. So I might as well just stay in it.
1: Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports from Colorado Springs on how the Space Force fits into the military's future. There is a budget deal in Jefferson City. A House and Senate conference committee has agreed to a more than $45 billion financial plan for the upcoming fiscal year. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports.
0: Senators and House members spent over seven hours discussing how record amounts of money should be spent. In the end, some larger ticket items, such as spending over $214 million towards school transportation, as well as more than $21 million to raise starting teacher pay to $38,000 a year, were approved. The committee also allocated $7 million to go toward state public transit assistance. A compromise of $3.5 million was reversed after several senators, including Democratic Senator Brian Williams, objected. Public transit probably directly and indirectly generates roughly $4 billion in revenue in the state. The budget bills will need approval from both chambers by Friday before going to Governor Mike Parson. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Nearly all abortions in Missouri would be illegal if the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, but as the Missouri Independent reports, anti-abortion advocates are worried any ban on the procedures will quickly lead to lawsuits. They also want a statewide vote on clarifying whether the right to procedure exists in the Missouri Constitution. The effort to get that on a ballot and potential legal battles come after the leak of a draft opinion from the high court that would overturn the landmark 1973 decision. And if that takes place, Illinois would become a so-called Midwest Island of abortion rights. But as Alex Dagman reports, it would not have been that way a few years ago. Illinois had an abortion trigger law until 2017. That means if Roe were overturned, abortion would have become illegal. State Senator Sarah Feigenholt sponsored the measure to repeal that trigger law and require Medicaid and state health insurance plans to cover abortions. She says the legislature has become increasingly pro-abortion rights since she started in 1995, due in part to voters and activist groups.
0: Illinois should be an example of how important it is to be to have grassroots activism.
1: Lawmakers went further in 2019, passing a law clarifying abortion as a fundamental healthcare right, not criminal activity. I'm Alex Degman. Congresswoman Cory Bush says she is undecided about a large aid package to Ukraine. President Joe Biden wants Congress to authorize $33 billion to help Ukraine defend itself against the Russian invasion. Bush says she's hearing varying viewpoints from her St. Louis-based district. Some people support financial assistance. Others are skeptical.
0: We are told that the resources aren't there, but then we come up with this billions, with billions of dollars for another country. So right now, um, I'm listening to what people are saying all across the district.
1: Bush has condemned the Russian invasion, but has voted against some sanctions, including an oil ban. She questions why there have been no repercussions against Saudi Arabia for its war in Yemen. St. Louis has completed the first set of upgrades to the 20-year-old criminal justice center downtown. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippmann reports, corrections officials say an ongoing culture change is just as important to safety and security at the jail.
0: Security problems were laid bare last year when inmates twice broke out of their cells, smashed windows, and in some cases set fires. They were protesting long stays due to court shutdowns and the way jail personnel were managing coronavirus outbreaks. Corrections Commissioner Jennifer Clemens-Abdullah says her decision to take a more direct role in talking to inmates has improved communication.
1: We go and we see about them and talk to them and uh, take their complaints seriously. And I think that was the beginning of uh, tamping down their frustration.
0: When the $20 million project is complete, all housing units will have new locks, mesh on the windows, and more security around control stations. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: The U.S. military has been involved in outer space for decades. Those operations were managed by existing branches until a few years ago. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the creation of the Space Force reflects the vision military leaders have for the future of war. A small group of cadets at the U.S. Air Force Academy is training to
0: become guardians. That's what the military calls members of the Space Force, the newest service branch that may conjure up images of rocket ships, aliens, or warriors fighting in zero gravity. In reality, the work looks a lot like a desk job in front of a computer. Alpha signal acquired, alpha frame stats is scrolling. In a room no larger than a typical office, six cadets monitor two sets of computer screens waiting for a satellite to fly over. They download the data from it and check it for problems in the few moments they're connected.
1: Alpha, rate damp faults, 301 cumulative, 51 max. No current faults? No current. current
0: Two satellites orbit over the Academy north of Colorado Springs a few times every day. They give the squadron of about 125 cadets practice managing objects in space. Master Sergeant Philip Shane says it's similar to the kind of work the Space Force does to protect troops on the ground. We have several constellations of satellites that do IR sensing, right? So we're looking on the Earth and trying to find heat signatures from various different missile types. And that's all we're doing. We're tracking those and giving our troops downrange enough time to duck and cover. Next door, the Academy recently revamped the teaching labs to include new computers and flight simulators that resemble the controls in a cockpit. one, two, watchdog, bullseye, two, six. It still spells brand new, which is really awesome. Major Catherine Brewer is an instructor at the Academy and says the institution is shifting to meet what the Space Force needs. Obviously, we put out a bunch of great pilots from the Air Force Academy, but we also now need to focus on future operations, future technologies, future disruptive technologies, a lot of which are going to come from this space area. The creation of the Space Force recognizes this different reality, that the environment in space is no longer benign. Major General Sean Bratton leads the command that trains and develops Space Force Guardians. He says some countries see what the United States gains from its technology in space and want to take that advantage away. We see electronic warfare capabilities being fielded, a spacecraft that can do harm to another spacecraft. And then things from the ground that shoot into space and destroys a spacecraft. We've seen both Russia and China test those. If that ever happens, it could affect more than the military. For instance, one of the space force's responsibilities is protecting the satellites that make up the GPS system, which we use in our cars, on our phones, and many other ways. GPS provides a timing signal that we use for money transfers, for example. We use GPS in agriculture for automated farming activities. That's on the civilian side. Right now, a lot of the Guardian's work is firmly on the ground. Guardians won't go to space, uh, certainly not anytime soon anyway. Even so, many people are excited to be part of the Space Force. Cadet Caitlin Roberts enrolled in the Air Force Academy to become a pilot, but changed her mind and is now planning to become a Guardian. It was a hard battle to choose between the two, but ultimately I was thinking, you know, I'm gonna spend my pilot career just waiting to get back into the space industry. This kind of enthusiasm for outer space runs throughout the new force. Captain Perry Van Zandt is part of the 57th Space Aggressor Squadron. It's rocket science, so so there's always gonna be more we can learn. But the military's youngest branch has also been on the end of jokes. Netflix has been airing a sitcom called Space Force that makes fun of it. Colonel Eric Dormini, a director of information mobility for Space Operations Command, says this satire isn't anything new or different. Yeah, I think it's valuable to be able to kind of laugh at yourself a little bit, but that does not detract from the seriousness of the business that we do. The Netflix series was just canceled. The real Space Force remains, looking to add hundreds more military and civilian members. In Colorado Springs, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.